and welcome to this new episode of So Tell Me, a podcast where I talk to people about their education experiences, get opinions on higher education, and talk to people about what information they think the world should know more about. I'm your host, Kim Wardle. Let's get into the episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to So Tell Me, a new week, a new month, a new episode. Um, and I'm here with somebody new to interview. So tell me, who are you and how do we know each other? Hi, my name's Sophia. Um, uh, I think saying that we know each other is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, true. <laughs> Probably better after this call. But um, yeah, you're our mutual friend, Titi, put us in contact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, saying that my experience at uni and studying something different to you guys like science might be interesting for your podcast so that's how we have met yeah that's here we are so tell me how yeah what was your university experience like have you graduated are you happy with how your university experience went uh yeah so I did music business um at ACM Mm. which is in Guildford as well um I graduated in the end of July 2019 uh so I guess about a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. yeah it was an interesting experience (laughs) um (laughs) it was not a traditional uni experience like it was very chill um our campus is above the weather streams in Guildford center (laughs) right right if you know that and Having a music uni above a pub is, uh, I guess it kind of explains a lot of <laughs> about maybe, I don't want to be a little bit unfair, but maybe how serious it's taken. Right, right, of course. Yeah, so how did you get on to music business? Like, how did you think that that was something that you wanted to do? Or, you know, like, how did you even hear that it was a thing? Well, um, First of all, when I started, I was on the vocals course. So, yeah, we have, I think, uh, four different pathways or something you could do at the uni. Yeah, it was like as a musician, a producer, tech person, music, and I think something else, but I can't remember. Mm. Um, And I started as vocals. And my housemate, she did music business. And yeah, I didn't know that that was a thing right. before we actually started. And then after, because it's an accelerated course, so we do two years. So we have trimesters and it's like we do level four in two trimesters in, of the first year. And then right. half of level five. And then we have a summer holiday. Come back in September and then do the second half of level five and then level six. Right. So I did level four as vocals and then I swapped over to um, to music business uh, at the beginning of level five because I, I mean, obviously vocals is very practical mm-hmm. um, and our classes was mainly just getting up and sing and all that. And that, that was great, but I, going to my university, I'm still... Well, I was still able to receive um, tutorials from the music tutors and stuff. So I still could right. have had vocal lessons or whatever just by being a student there. But oh. I missed out 
I missed out on things like actually learning about music business and the industry and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I felt like also my school was a very like academic school and I just kind of have that ingrained in me so once I started this course it was just so practical it kind of felt like I wasn't using my time best right. and I wanted like I wanted to actually write stuff and properly study and write essays and that kind of thing because mm-hmm. that's like what I'm good at I guess <laughs> so yeah so I swapped to business because it's a little bit more academic and yeah I think it was a good choice actually cool so what was the biggest change from and from going from doing purely vocals to music business was it the like having actual things to write and essays to produce and stuff like that yeah yeah I mean having to go home and write stuff and (laughs) all that kind of stuff as opposed to just having to go home and practice which I mean you're at your own you need to have like your autonomy and get that done you know so if you're not gonna that strict of practicing then which I wasn't (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah I think so that was one of the biggest things and I also think um yeah I mean having these massive research tasks to do um was another thing and yeah I think that it also in a way made me a little bit more aware of what I may actually want to do in the future because if I had just done vocals I think that by the end of it I would have been like oh okay I want to be my own artist or I want to um be a backup singer or whatever mm-hmm. but learning music business instead taught me more about oh I'm good at this thing and uh I could do this which leads to this or whatever and and then also I can still sing so I can still do that as well but I think it yeah just made me more interested in other avenues as well yeah right it's it's funny that um I suppose because when you say yeah you gave up being a vocalist it's not as if you can't do it on your own free time and like you had all those skills that you could already yeah. use yeah. so what was the the best thing about swapping and what was the worst thing about swapping that's a good question the best thing about swap honestly I think the connection uh was the best thing and the tutors okay because um I mean without being biased I really think that our business tutors were some of the best that the um uni offered so they had like years and years of experience in the industry and since we were such a small class and it was so much more personal which I think was the good thing about this um course in general um and this like place is that Mm -hmm. it's such a small cohort that you you actually know the students right like the lecturers actually know the students and personally instead of I guess sitting in a giant lecture hall of 300 people right just the main you know so yeah so the lecturers they want the best for us like the us who tried (laughs) they want us to get right so they always put us in contact with people for certain opportunities whether it be like jobs or um help with uh like our dissertations and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah. like they just were really um helpful the worst thing about swapping I guess that 
it probably was not singing as much and not getting that practice mm-hmm. with music because I'm a little bit of a shy not shy I'm an introverted person and I do have a little bit of like um stage fright mm-hmm. so you could say and I think not being able to uh still work with musicians meant that I didn't quite have the confidence to maybe start my own thing in my right. spare time yeah so that's probably the downfall I wish it was possible to do both like like a dual master yeah like a dual degree or whatever yeah and the thing is is that even though it was an accelerated course we had actually pretty much no contract time it was like eight hours a week which interesting I'm like if if we weren't accelerated then then how many hours yeah like two classes a week yeah it was nothing so I think it really would have been possible to actually do a course where you do both of those things and Mm. yeah it would be really rushed and busy but that's kind of what university is right you feel like you're doing it properly if it's rushed and busy yeah Yeah, exactly so what made you choose ACM and you so you started off doing vocals so what made you choose ACM for being a vocalist well I grew up in Australia but I always knew that I wanted to move back to the UK and then when I was more serious about studying music I was like well I guess it's better to just study there because it's a job that is all about your networking so Mm -hmm. there's no point studying in Australia and building up a network in Australia and then just moving countries and having nothing right um so one of the biggest things was the price because even though I'm British since I was living in Australia some universities say that you have to have lived in the UK for the three years before you start yeah you're an international student and the prices for international students are insane yes I don't know how how anyone can pay that um plus you wouldn't get like student help uh student finance and all that kind of stuff right so ACM just has one fee for everyone so I guess that was the interesting that's actually really good yeah so that really helped and then yeah just looking at like different courses across different music unis across just normal unis just Mm -hmm. seeing what was um the best thing that there was and ACM was one of my top choices and then I got in so yeah (laughs) cool did you have to apply through UCAS like everyone else or is it a completely different system um I think so yeah I did yeah through UCAS (laughs) think back all those years ago (laughs) yeah and so you were focused on exclusively the UK? Yeah. My only other option was like uh, BIM, which is basically the, I guess, competitor universities of ACM. Mm-hmm. They have a campus in Berlin. So I did consider that. And I guess there's also SAE, but um, my uncle also advised me to kind of look away from the bigger cities like London or Berlin or whatever because he he knows me and he thinks from his personal like thinking he didn't think that I would be so ready to live in such a huge city right and I um, think he was right like mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's no reason I would give him gifts of now, but for university, it was nice that there's all your friends close by. It's a pretty place um, and all that kind of stuff. So, I, And I think he's right. Like, if I had gone to London or whatever, um, it would have been too big, not very good for getting to know people and that kind of stuff. Right. Especially um, because it wasn't as if you were just moving from somewhere in the UK to London. You were moving yeah. from a different country to London. Yeah. And, like, some people from our uni did move and they also had school friends who moved as well kind of thing. Okay. I mean, yeah, most of us were moving there alone. But, um, yeah, to move to a whole other country to London knowing nobody is a big step. Very daunting, yeah. <laughs> a very friendly city. No, it isn't. And it's a little bit dirty, so we just... <laughs> just a bit. So I don't think it'd be very welcoming. That's really cool. So you made the move to the UK for ACM and then what happened after you graduated? <laughs> uh, well, when I graduated, I was in a little bit of limbo for some months because mm -hmm. my parents and my siblings, they all still live back in Australia and I wanted to see them. Plus, I needed to move out my flat and everything. So I just went back to Australia for a couple of months. And then I came back to the UK for my graduation, which was mid-November. And then kind of didn't really know what to do because I didn't want to go back to Australia again. Right. Um, it's also ex expensive. I was going to say, it costs a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> and it's a long I flight. Work, yeah. <laughs> so, and also I, had, I do have family in the UK, my aunties and stuff, but I can't just like stay with them endlessly you know right right so I was basically deciding then I'm either going to move to London or I'm going to move to Berlin mm -hmm. um and my sister and I came to Berlin uh on like a little Christmas market holiday um cute <laughs> and I had applied to a few internships and uh had a couple of interviews and I I had one actually in Berlin while we were there and a friend of mine lived here and I went to visit them and he told me how cheap his rent is here. That was pretty much my <laughs> Sold, completely sold, yeah. Honestly, yes. <laughs> my jaw dropped when he told me how much he paid for his apartment, which uh, for his room, which was big in a really nice area. And yeah, like that price, you'd get a cupboard in London. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, while I could have probably gotten, like, a quick job in the UK in, like, a restaurant or backup waitress, which was where I was working during uni, like, I could have mm -hmm. um, done that quickly, but I didn't really want to. So, to move somewhere and start fresh and not have work, your your money can stretch further here in Berlin than it can in London. Right, right. So, so, yeah, I did that. It was very, very spur of the moment like I um spoke to some people about uh moving into their spare room and then moved a week later like it was <laughs> it was yeah I don't always I make sometimes big decisions without a lot of thought <laughs> <laughs> I respect that that's how good that's usually how good things happen though but yeah I can't complain it's been a good thing yeah so what made you want to stay in London for example like what sort of job opportunities were you looking for that meant you had to stay in London because 
obviously there are cheap places in the UK. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, London is, is of course a great city for music and mm -hmm. creatives in general. I mean, there's other cities like Manchester, Bristol, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I've just always wanted to live in London. Plus, since I was at uni in Guildford, most of my friends just also moved to London. It's not that far away. Right. So I would have. I think coming to Berlin, it's like, oh, okay, I'm in a whole other country. So it's like, okay, that I'm by myself. If I was back in the UK, I would have felt like, oh, why did I move to this random city where I don't know everyone when all of my friends are back in the UK? Uh, right, in right. So. Maybe I would have got a little bit of like FOMO or something if I was yeah. in another city. <laughs> but there were, I mean, Brighton also would have been definitely a choice. Mm -hmm. I grew up, well, I was born not that far from Brighton and I love it. But yeah, I think um, there's just more opportunities in London um, and more similar-minded people, I think. Mm -hmm. So what opportunities are you looking for now? Do you have any specific things that you're trying to achieve or...? <laughs> I mean, pandemic aside, obviously, because... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard because the music industry still really suffers. Right. There's, yeah, very little to be done. Mm, well, when I first came to Berlin, which was at the beginning of January last year, by February, I had started, like, I guess you can say an internship. Mm. I was working for this... Um, woman in this company called Music Tech Germany and it was mainly to do with I guess at conferences and stuff they would organize panels and like networking thing and whatever that kind of stuff right um for different things relating to music tech and then also that it, it crossed over and sometimes it was more focused on general tech things and whatever okay and so I had been working with her because we were meant to be going over to Austin in Texas to come mm. there. And it was, it was devastating. Literally. Yeah. She said to me, okay, we'll let's have a call tomorrow and talk about flights. And then two hours later, Southlight announced that they were canceling it. So That's so like, sad. I could have gone to America. Um, <laughs> as well as many other opportunities, like there was going to be different things across Germany I think mm -hmm. and in the Netherlands and yeah um but so yeah my work with her kind of stopped but it started a bit more now okay so I will I'm working on that I should start working more on actually writing and making my own music mm -hmm. um that's hard work though why would you want to do that <laughs> just something you just have to start but I don't have a lot of confidence with songwriting and I find I play piano as well and I find that whenever I'm playing piano I'm just coming up with the same kind of things again so yeah but I'm sure you don't yeah I'm sure you <laughs> don't actually like I yeah I have literally just started writing songs this year last like the end of last year and you can't be worse than me, okay? <laughs> it's just not possible. I, ch I challenge you. <laughs> yeah, throw down the gauntlet. Hey, who, who can write the worst song? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I will have...
have some days when I'm, I'm super creative and I've got all these ideas and I'll like be getting into the shower and I'm like, no, wait, I've thought of something. And I, yeah. remember, I have so many like 20 second um, recordings on my phone of um, just random melodies. And mm-hmm. I find that incredibly relatable. Yeah. It'll be just when I'm falling asleep and I'm like, oh, quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm listening to an artist and then I'll hear them sing something and I'll, then I'll like, make up my own melodies kind of over that mm-hmm. and I think that's good but then also I can't do that too much or else I'm just yeah. kind of starting to copy someone else's songs yeah right <laughs> then you're just doing covers it's not yeah. really the same yeah so but anyway that's yeah that's one of my goals to get more confident and write music and stuff um another thing that's so hard with the pandemic is that it's not really possible to network and just meet and jam with other musicians and right to like open mic things there was a really cool pub that would have an open mic night that I went to I think twice before mm-hmm. the lockdown and I never I I went one time and then the guy came up to me and was like oh um do you sing and I said yeah and he's like oh what then why didn't you sing tonight next week you have to sing and then that was my next week so, oh no yeah so I haven't had my chance there but I would really mm-hmm. like to um and I think it's full of good people so I'm looking forward to that starting up again mm-hmm. so we can actually go out and meet musicians and work together and that was one of my biggest reasons for coming to Berlin anyway I wanted other musicians here so yeah right right but yeah it's such a weird thing to think about I think a lot of people took for granted the fact that all the media industries suffered through Covid because like what are you doing when you're sitting at home all day you're listening to music you're watching movies they have scores over the top of them there's music is so inherent in our lives that I think that for us to ignore musicians at a time like this uh, was a travesty. And did you see the um, the UK campaign that was like, you just need to reskill? Yeah, I saw that. I've never seen something so gross <laughs> in my life. It's also just stupidity. Like, you're, you're, this is what you do. It, there's no, nothing saying that it's more important that you did this thing or this thing, you know? Like, right. So, if the pandemic's really taught anyone anything, it's that supermarket workers are asset more essential than what the head right of a bank or maybe you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah that was pretty stupid. Also, a campaign is a creative thing to do. Right, so it involves graphic designers and photographers and all that kind of stuff. It does so. make you. It does make you wonder, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But hey. Wow. That's our society when it's more about economics. Yeah, true. Although nobody can find jobs at the moment. So are we all just going to reskill? And what are we going to reskill into? Because there's no supermarket jobs either. (laughs) True, yeah. Yeah, I applied for an internship. I think it was in about September time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this was an excuse to let me down easily, but she wrote when when I got the rejection email she said like oh there's just so many people and there's people who have more skills than you who unfortunately are applying for these positions right there's nothing of a higher skill for them to take which yeah I don't know if that was just to put it nicely sorry you didn't get it but also (laughs) it did make me 
think like yeah that's true actually yeah people who are above entry level have to apply for entry level stuff because there's nothing above that right so, yeah I, I think it definitely is a it's having like a huge trickle down effect because mm. I think entry level jobs for any position for any subject are suffering you know mm. yeah and like music there's always so many more people applying for uh, one position kind of thing like mm-hmm. there's always more than there is to give and now especially like for me I finished I guess six months before the pandemic properly hit and so like we were the I guess across the country everyone who graduated my year was like the last the most recent graduates before this happened so theoretically we should take the newest like the entry level yeah you would have been entitled to those first jobs yeah and it's a bit disheartening because it's like now I'm in this like vicious circle of not getting an opportunity because I don't have enough experience but then there's not really anywhere to gain more experience right and then yeah people have more experience but there's nowhere for them to it's annoying (laughs) right even working for free there's also just people don't have any work to do because if no musicians touring for example then there's not really any work you can do on the planet at all if that's what you do for example Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah people even if they may want to offer you some work experience they don't have anything to offer right Um, yeah it's rough you just have to pretend to plan tours and then make yourself sad that there won't be any tours (laughs) i know it's also really hard having family and friends back in australia and seeing them like go Mm. to shows and just generally enjoy life (laughs) yeah right yeah because australia is recovering now what so what's berlin like are they still are they i don't know if you're following what's going on in the uk but um the UK's doing bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because the UK was at some point doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I say that as if there was ever any hope, but there wasn't. Yeah. Germany did a lot better in the first wave, like mm. the summer, than we are now. Uh, I oh. don't know what the numbers are like, but we had a... Not a... Sh- we never... Never... For the whole pandemic have we had like a um complete lockdown like a don't leave your house unless you're going to a supermarket you have to be home by eight or whatever right. we never had that but now we have to wear masks um pretty much everywhere there's no uh, things are only open for takeaway you're also not allowed to drink or buy alcohol and like have it on the street because like over christmas we had like glühwein like a mulled wine mm-hmm. um like stands for that and then people wanted to like walk along the street and start drinking it whatever but they banned that um because too many people were being out and like their friends right right and i think you're only allowed to meet someone from one other household but also no one's regulating it so at the end of the day i mean i guess technically they can knock on your door and neighbors are able to call up and be like hey i don't think these people are following the rules (laughs) right but you also don't want to be that neighbour. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's a surefire way to make zero friends. <laughs> yeah, no, it happened to my friend, actually. She was having a techno party of one, and the police called up, and there was nothing there. 
it was just her hanging out yeah yeah literally wow we love we love it when people try and ruin fun exactly yeah and yeah it's pretty it's such a gray area because you can for example i have two friends that live together Hmm. am i only allowed to see one of them you know like if i go to them right. and they're both there am i breaking the rule you know it's well, like, so it's the same household so i guess yeah. it wouldn't be but, but i don't if both of them came to my house is that breaking the rule you know but right because it says like just one person i don't know i can't remember if it says it's just one household so mm. yeah i don't know but i think i think it will start to get better they extended it until the middle of March, but I think by then it will start to ease a bit because the cases are going down. Right. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing cases go down, but I heard though that Boris Johnson said once they start to ease the restrictions, that's it. And I'm like, why would he say that? Because if he has to turn his back on that, everyone's gonna be like, why? Would you we're already that? mad at him. Yeah, we're already mad. Like he's already yeah. barefaced lied to all of us. So. Sure. Yeah, but I think it was just so dumb to say something so definite. Oh, yeah, so dumb. Easily yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> anyway. Yes, yeah. I, I completely agree. And I have many things to say about <laughs> the whole situation, being a microbiologist and all. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely no fun. But I won't say I'm glad to hear that Germany's in a similar situation or whatever, but um, or Europe in general is not doing as badly as we are but yeah it kind of makes me feel a little bit better that we're not the only ones but imagine if there was just this one country in europe that just had no cases their (sighs) life is not all everyone would be so envious i'm already envious of like new zealand and all that they're all like didn't they have a music festival recently yeah i know one of my favorite bands in brisbane was playing a concert i think (gasps) over new year's and i was yeah really jealous of. so do you regret not going back home now no, because you don't. At the end of the day, I didn't. I'm new to Germany, or, or I guess also the UK in general, because mm-hmm. I don't want to live in Australia. And if I'd gone back to Australia, it essentially would have been moving back there. You know? Right, right. I wouldn't have been able to come back here as I want. So I would have just been there, kind of doing nothing, because I wouldn't have wanted to like start a job because I don't want to then it would have been commitment yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so I would have just been in this kind of limbo and my mum did say at the beginning in March like if you want to come back then come back but I'm glad I didn't because the summertime was really nice and then the winter it like reversed and it was really nice in Australia right terrible here I wish it wasn't so far away that I could just go back for like a week or two they also have really strict entry requirements mm. and you have to quarantine in a hotel and pay and it's really expensive yeah so. i saw that yeah. i mean hopefully hopefully eventually hopefully in the next year <laughs> things yeah, will be I different hope, i hope i can see my family again in my life <laughs> in your lifetime yeah the, the very least your lifetime hopefully yeah. within a year yeah. yeah i i i really wanted to go back for christmas mm. the one that just passed mm-hmm. and then obviously that wasn't possible so I want to go back for this year but I I also think it won't be possible yeah Um, it's so difficult to know yeah but I have a little niece and it's (gasps) the last time I saw her she was two months old and now she's 
now she's a full-grown human yeah and it's really crazy like she can say <laughs> some words she's yeah she could wow it's, it's just crazy to see and it's so sad to have just grown her grown up so far basically just seeing mm-hmm. her through through facetime or whatever so i think if she wasn't alive i would not be as <laughs> like missing my family that much only because i'm used to being right i i right was in the uk while they were in australia for two years but she changes so much so so you feel like you're missing out on more yeah like my brother and sister my parents aren't different people from when they were (laughs) the last time i saw them you know yeah right i miss everyone and i miss just my friends and all that so yeah hopefully I'm crossing my fingers to go back next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will also keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> how how did you find um like what was the biggest difference of living in Australia and living in the UK? I know you said you kind of grew up in the UK a little bit, but coming back as a an adult almost, how how was that for university? Yeah, I think I think honestly it was great. Like mm the Australia I don't know if it was just my school or my town or whatever but where I like my whole school experience is kind of spent around the same people and I always say that there's kind of like one type of person in Australia (laughs) maybe that should be edited wow (laughs) no but like I don't know it's it's hard it's I feel like yeah people kind of have there is this australian culture that's about like partying and going to the beach and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i don't really fit into that so it's always a bit hard for me and it did seem a little bit sheltered but when i moved across to england and started at my university and yeah sure it was also a music uni so there's like all kinds of characters Mm -hmm. kind of like eye-opening that hey now i have friends from all these different countries in the world and this person does this and this one does this and and it's just nice like it helped me also being um a person of color at my school there wasn't anyone really though I think we had maybe two or three right um, uh people of color but no one was African so for me then moving to England and sure well, moving back from England and even though it's Guildford and it's still yeah like, pretty white still yeah but it's close to London and being true music uni it is more multicultural that mm-hmm. it was cool to actually make like black friends for the first time in my life right yeah I it means I I got more into my own culture and um stuff like that and being more proud of that and wanting to wear more things of African print and all that kind of stuff so I think it really helped me to be more like grow up a bit into the person that I wanted to be whereas if I think if I had stayed in Australia it's like oh well I'm still surrounded by all the people I know from school so I guess you kind right. of keep being the person that you are in school I'm not trying to be like, I'm not radically <laughs> different. But yeah. yeah, trying to change your name. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was cool because sometimes I go back and I just hear stories from like our town again about these same people that we would have spoken about 
during school and it's just like oh, the world is bigger than my town you know right yeah and moving to a country where I'm close to other countries and all that kind of stuff I'm a really cultural person I like traveling and experiencing other places and yeah so it's nice it was really nice to be able to do that a bit easier mm. university like facilitated that move to to be more connected I guess in a networking sense and in a heritage sense yeah definitely that's cool so if you could go back and do this journey this section of your life again would you make the same decisions would you go to the same university would you go you know would you um, move to the UK or would you go straight to Berlin like what would your path be would you even bother with university probably would have started on the business immediately right because also in the level four section that I missed was when they did like all of these individual modules like finance branding intellectual property all that kind of stuff Mm. and then when I joined in level five it was like taking it was more broad I think we did like something about like entrepreneurship you had to kind of apply all of your knowledge right path by using all of your knowledge from the level four stuff so what knowledge <laughs> I had to like learn all that in my right. own time alongside so it was really nice and easier to just do that immediately mm-hmm. but I think yeah so I think maybe I would have done music business but I would have I, I would tell myself to be more disciplined and go to um, more of the music workshops that we had and make the most of having tutorials of music, listening um, tutors and stuff like that. Right. Um, I think also, okay, one thing though, actually, mm-hmm. I know that the prices of university increased because my university was cheaper because it was a private uni we didn't have to pay the nine thousand pounds right it was a little bit less mm-hmm. i think and i think isn't it now like eleven thousand or something it's nine two fifty it only went up by two fifty unless of course you're thinking about I international think... fees yeah or okay. masters <laughs> i swear i read that it went up to like eleven thousand when after I finished, uh, my last year was still nine two fifty. No, it went up because it's I, my first year was nine, oh, and okay. then my subsequent years were nine thousand two hundred fifty pounds. Right. Because I thought that it was just whatever price it was when you first started. Right. Because for us, at least, when I started, we paid six thousand. Mm-hmm. But the people who started the year after me the university then joined the state prices so they had to pay nine thousand my uni was at nine thousand pounds or eleven thousand I swear maybe it is the mark I don't know but I've read eleven thousand pounds somewhere basically they're extorting us for no reason because why do you need to pay that much especially now living in Germany where university is free yeah you basically get paid because um you 
get given a it, it oh no it's if you study here in berlin you get given a um rail pass mm-hmm. and it's the cheapest way to get a rail pass is to just cycle <laughs> and because it's free like no one is is that no harm no foul if you don't go yeah, or exactly. commit You're not mm. losing anything. So I'll, wow I wish I could just study here. And when people complain about, I think it's like a 300 euro fee per semester. I'm like, no, 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 you, you don't get to complain. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no, if my university had been more expensive, I wouldn't have gone. Right. In hindsight. Because, yeah, we didn't have a lot of contact time. Um, mm-hmm. it, there was many things available in terms of facilities and stuff but it was also really hard there was so many people wanting not enough right um so yeah I think in that respect also like music is not something you need to get a degree in in order to work in true yeah but from my experience I think it was good it helped me to network as that's something I struggle with to just even (laughs) with classmates it's better than nothing you know Um, right yeah so you'd do it again I would (laughs) yeah okay fair enough maybe I would have gone to the London campus in hindsight maybe I could have handled I maybe could have handled it because I guess it was still a little bit of a smaller community Mm. yeah Um, and and also depending on you know what community and like what genre of music you want to get involved in there are like little niches that you can be a part of as opposed to just going to London and being like music me <laughs> <laughs> yeah like everyone yeah <laughs> sure yeah but yeah I don't know I'm happy to have done uni when I did it because I made some really great friends mm-hmm. if I'd done it at another time I wouldn't have met them that's a very good point I always <laughs> say that about my university experience too like if I hadn't met the people I did, then I'd be short a best friend at the very least. So, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so are you still in your final year? No, I graduated in July. Yeah, I think I also would want to do a master's at some point. Um, mm-hmm. There's some pretty interesting ones uh, back in the UK. There was this one in London at Forest that I wanted to do that was kind of about um, culture and creative industries. Ooh. So, which was really interesting to me. And then um, there's also, this is the thing, there's a lot in Germany, but there's none in Berlin. And I wanted to, I mean, now I'm international because Brexit. But last year, um, I still would have been able to be like an EU student, but it still would have been free. Right. And I I was looking a lot in April, May time and um, couldn't find anything. And I nothing was close enough to Berlin that I could have commuted right and I moved to Germany to live in Berlin so I didn't want to move to another city and then I just forgot about it and then I didn't realize till about October time that I could have just applied to one anywhere because it would have been online right that's exactly what I was thinking about and then yeah and then I was like um I tried to look but by that time it was too late Mm. and now I think it'd be too expensive because it would be an international thing and I'm so mad at myself. The I thing is, had... though, you you wouldn't have known. And if you'd have applied and then they were like, and now we're going back to per- in person, yeah. you would have been a yeah. bit screwed because you would have had to move. But, yeah, I mean, there's some masters. Actually, I think quite a lot of masters are two years here. 
And so even if I had to move to one year and it could have done one year online, that would have been all right. Yeah, I'm so mad about that. (laughs) (laughs) And I was hoping that maybe the universities in light of this would offer you to do things from online, even when it's possible to do it in person. That's what I'm hoping would have stuck around. Some jobs are saying, yeah, sure, work from home now, if that's what you want. Like forever if you want to, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I thought maybe the universities would do that more, but it doesn't seem like it. I've had this discussion with so many people and I'm convinced it's because they want to force you into the traditional university setting of having to attend lectures. And it's completely biased because it forces a whole portion of people out, people who have to work part time jobs, people who are disabled, people who, you know, don't have the capacity to go to lectures every day. So, yeah, I have lots to say about that. general like with universities offered that because then you can even like it doesn't seem fair to not be able to study the perfect course that exists Mm -hmm. because you're not in the right place yeah and you can't necessarily go to that place or you can't afford to live in that place or yeah and there's many courses in other countries and stuff like so and if it's an english course why can't you just do that from anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. like english is such an international language yeah right and force everyone to come into this one place with music i guess it's a bit better to be in person with people because you're Mm. comfortable to but in terms of just actually learning these things there's no problem to just watch a lecture on the screen yeah right oh well i completely agree with that and i could i could talk and talk and talk about that (laughs) but yeah so a master's maybe in the future more music business and maybe some new songs yeah when you put it that way my future looks very hopeful very bright (laughs) (laughs) what genre what genre should we be looking for you in um I don't really know I would say like indie but that's very broad very broad (laughs) but I respect it (laughs) but I like like indie soul kind of thing I've I like stuff also with, I guess, synth. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. And a bit of pop. So, I don't know. Artists that I really like are sh- like James Blake and Billie Eilish. Kind mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff where it's like piano voice and a little bit of something electronic as well. Some kind of distortion, um, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I think I would like to do. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, not really. No. <laughs> Don't worry about it then. <laughs> no. I mean, I have a whole ten regular listeners. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, Instagram is Sophie Hughes. If you want to mm-hmm. follow me, I will. I did a cover of a song the other day that I wanted to properly mix, and then I'll put it up on my SoundCloud, and I think it sounds pretty cool. So, perfect. Um, yeah and I think my Instagram bio leads to a cover <laughs> I, I really can't remember I think it does so, yeah so if you click on that you can hear me sing but yeah I, I, I need to make everything in good quality mm-hmm. again and stuff well you need to you need to be confident about it you should be like I'm the best singer ever go and listen to me here's my YouTube channel <laughs> <laughs> that's what they told us in uni so I right. like set up this and set up this and whatever and then just kind of Mm-hmm. didn't um 
well go listen because I listened and it's amazing she's very very talented so go check her out (laughs) you know you I'll leave the links in all the various descriptions and bits so yeah so if you want to get famous now's your chance yeah yes confidence my name is Sophie Hughes you can find that on YouTube somewhere yes I like (laughs) it (laughs) but thank you so much for talking with me thank you for having me of course and uh yeah I'll speak to everyone else in the next one. All right, that's it. Bye. Thank you so much to Sophia for doing this interview. Um, Obviously, we got introduced through Chi Chi, so it was really nice of her to take a chance and allow me to interview her. Obviously, this conversation happened in February, I believe. So we did reference some stuff uh, for COVID that was at that time. But I believe that what she had to say about the time in Germany and Covid is still super relevant and interesting so um, I kept in. As mentioned, Sophia has Instagram where she has links to all the various bits and pieces that she's been up to. You can find her using her full name or if you go to the Please Hold For Insta page, um, I've tagged her in a post there so you can find her through that. And shortly after our conversation she started her own podcast called All The Gear But No Idea and that has been running for a few months so you can also go and support her for that it has its own instagram and is a great resource for anyone uh, looking to enter the music industry or understand more about the music industry uh, from women so thank you again to sophia and i'll speak to you on the next one